Hey guys, I'm your host, Tim Dormer. Welcome to the extension of Pop Sugar Australia's pilot season of Popcast. You might remember our first half of the season, we've explored life after reality TV. We're chatting to some of the stars of the biggest shows, uh, but lately I've been interviewing the masterminds that work behind the scenes on the shows. We found out things that, I don't know, we, we kind of suspected watching reality TV, but hearing it firsthand just how overproduced it can be and how easily manipulated uh, what we see can be. And um, is it really reality? I don't know. But in this final episode of the season, we're shaking things up. We're going to chat to a former reality TV star, Jake Ellis. Uh, you probably remember him from The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. So we've interviewed the producers of ex-reality uh, TV host and editor. Um, now we want to hear from Jake to get his honest perspective on his on-screen portrayal. So, hey, Jake, how's it going? Hey, mate. How are you? Thanks for having me. No worries. I mean, it's it's great to chat to uh, a reality TV star again now that we sort of found out firsthand from these producers what it's like behind the scenes. I want to find out uh, how much you were aware of, of sort of everything that was going on behind the camera or, or are you just sort of playing out naturally? So let's take it right back to the start. What was your reason for wanting to go on The Bachelorette? Uh, so The Bachelorette, I think, uh, I, think I got dobbed in by... <laughs> like some mates of mine that obviously had some a connection with Warner Brothers, the guys that produced it. Yeah, right. Um, and that was and that was the first to be actually be the Bachelor for I think Richie's season. And obviously oh, wow. I missed out. Yep. Um, and then you know they called me afterwards. They're like, would you be interested in doing the Bachelorette? And yeah, look, of course I, I definitely um denied a little bit at first, but you know it was definitely I thought it was like a, a once in a lifetime sort of opportunity and a yep. bit of an adventure. So yeah, and look, if you, and, if, and if you get the bonus of falling in love, then why not? Yeah, cool. Oh, so I guess what was the hesitation? You were working out whether you'd prefer to do The Bachelor or whether The Bachelorette could still be a great sort of opportunity. No, it was just, I guess I just didn't really know enough about it. Like as much as obviously I'd seen the shows and, and mm. heard about it, I hadn't really watched a lot of it. Yep. So I was sort of going in a little bit naive and, you know, with a lot of excitement. So... I just wanted to sort of maybe do a little bit more research before I actually agreed to it. But at the end of the day, I think I, I, think I hesitated for about a day and then I said, yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, everybody's in the same boat. I mean, if you're offered an opportunity like that, there's a lot more than that you get than just the 15 minutes of fame. It seems like a lot of people have gone on to make successful careers, not only in the entertainment industry, but I guess business now with social media. So I understand why why you jumped at the at the opportunity. Yeah, definitely. Back then even, like I feel like it was, a few, it was 2016, but, you know, I, I sort of had, in all honesty, I actually had no ulterior motive. Like I sort of went in there with, with an open mind and, and, you know, whatever happened, happened. And, you know, I was very fortunate obviously in the Bachelorette to, to go as far as I did. You know, mm. I, I finished finished third with, with George Love, so I was the second last man dumped. Um, and then, yeah, like it, it definitely, you know, it opened a lot of doors for me, which was, which was I think was a bonus for me really more than anything. And, I mean, you said love was a bonus as well or the, the opportunity to find love. Do, was it something that throughout the series you, you thought you could have been – chosen by Georgia Love or, or did you kind of cotton on halfway through that that maybe she had eyes for one of the others more so than yourself? Um, I think no, there was definitely some there was definitely some we definitely shared some special moments and and it was it was very real in that sense mm. in, in the time that we did spend with each other. Although there is a lot of cameras around and 
and stuff like that. The the conversations that we had and, and some of the, the connection that I have with Georgia, you know, when this is when her mum was quite sick um, uh, and my mum was quite sick as well. Yeah. You know, it was something similar. So we definitely really bonded on that. And that was, you know, that was something for me that was very real. I believe so for Georgia as well. But um, as I sort of got towards the end, I, you know, it was pretty clear that Lee, who ended up winning, and they're still together now, which is mm. amazing, mm. Um, that that was going to happen. Yeah, right. So when the opportunity for Bachelor in Paradise came up, the spin-off, I mean, was that did you jump at that or did you have hesitation again? Uh, I did have a little hesitation, obviously, because it was a new, a new concept to Australia. Like they hadn't done it here before, mm. um, and also, you know, at the time, my mum wasn't was you know wasn't well again. Um, but I did have a little hesitation, but you know, I, I had such a great experience in the Bachelorette. Like I really, really enjoyed my time there, and. Um, so it was definitely it was a lot easier to say yes to Bachelor in Paradise, and I think it, the concept of it was it gave you a little bit more freedom to potentially find that one, which I ended up doing, mm. um, and you know really enjoyed. Plus, it was in Fiji. Like, how long? How could you say no to a trip to Fiji for you know a month? Was there anything that you learnt the first time around that you took in uh, going back into reality TV? Oh, I de- oh definitely. You know it. As much as the cameras are around, you know, the Bachelorette was a little bit more relaxed. And right. We didn't film every. We didn't film every single day. If you weren't on a date or you weren't involved in something that in, in the part of that filming, um, you still had a day off. You could sort of just relax at the mansion and sit by the pool and stuff like that. Whereas Paradise, it was, it, you know, you were being filmed every day, all day, every like twenty four hours a day, mm. Um, mm. which was a bit different. But I think the biggest thing, you know, I sort of forgot the cameras were there at one point. Because you just get so used used to them being around. And yeah, a lot of the oh, camera definitely. guys and a lot of the camera guys were they were just great guys. They were just you know they had a good sense of humour. It, it was a bit of fun as well. Um, but I was definitely a little bit more aware of some of the things that I was saying. Mm. Um, you know, bachelorette. I was very much portrayed as you know the, my family man, like that I'm a big family man and you know, I've got a big heart and stuff like that, which is true. Mm. It, I believe that it's true, and that was more showcased in bachelorette. Yeah. Whereas bachelor in paradise, you know, I think the first. Three episodes. I was, I was the bad guy. Yeah. Well, this is what I want to chat to you about. How did the way that uh, you think you were portrayed? How did that change both seasons? You've just mentioned one, uh, the Bachelorette. You were more sort of the the family guy. You said that's how you were. It was it was showcased that way. So I guess you're sort of saying there's different aspects of you, and they've chosen to show that in The Bachelorette, but when you did Bachelor in Paradise, it sort of changed a little bit. I mean, we've we've spoken to the producer of Big Brother, Alex Mavdikas, and, and Maz Farrelly, another reality TV producer who revealed kind of the formulas for casting a reality TV show and uh, and how they can sort of uh, tweak it a little bit when they get people in um, and how, how we end up perceiving them as a character. How do you think you were portrayed? Was was it accurate on The Bachelor in Paradise? Um, look, there's only so much you see, you know. Like, considering they're filming 12 hours a day, every day a week, and then that's cut down to a 40-minute episode. You know, you're only getting mm. snippets of, of sort of what's going on and... You know, obviously, I was in a bit of drama at the start of Paradise where, you know, obviously went on a date with Florence and then Megan, yep. who ended up, you know, becoming yeah. having a relationship with, she came in and I guess I just handled, I handled the situation at the time as best as I could. In hindsight, yep. it's a beautiful thing. I would have done it differently. Um, but I think that gave them the opportunity to, to you know, sort of blow up that bit of mm. drama and, mm. um, and sort of really, I guess, 
show that I mishandled it. Like I'm human. Like I make mistakes. But, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, obviously when they cut, they're editing it, um, you know, I think they can really amplify what's really going on in the surrounding of it. Yeah, amplify is a good word. That that's exactly right. I mean, it's not that they're uh, sort of misrepresenting you. It's just that the it's the stuff that we don't see that makes what we do see more important. Or, or yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's so. Like, if 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 they didn't cut it down and didn't edit it and say the viewers saw absolutely everything mm. that we filmed. Everything would make a lot more sense. Well, people are like, well, oh, okay, well, there's obviously a bit of time has passed. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's, and that how that's how it went down. But when the show goes on, it looks like it. It looks like I went on a date, and I, I kissed Florence, spent time with her, yeah. and then the very next day, Megan walked in and I booted her out. Which, yeah, you know, necessarily isn't the case, but it's just very much um, shortened the storyline yes. of that of what yep. happened over a couple of days is, is brought down to you know, mm. half an hour. And so, how would you do it differently? I mean, it's it's the risk, isn't it? You don't know how they're going to cut up the the three days of filming into the mm. five minute package that goes to air. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I mean, would you just hold back a bit, and then and then the risk is, would you not be then a part of the major storyline of what's going to air? Yeah, I guess it's, it's yeah, it I is think- a trade off, isn't it? Yeah, it is definitely. But I think, like for me personally, in hindsight, I would have just. Um, well, the it's, the way I sort of looked at it, and the way I put it when I sort of did a lot of it, interviews, sort of explaining it is, you know, very rarely a, a, is a someone in a real life situation forced to tell someone they're dating that they are now dating someone else in the same venue. You know, like that's mm. sort of the premise of the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, in hindsight, I would have just been a bit. I would have been more honest. Um, rather than trying to duck and weave, mm. getting champagne thrown at me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, it must have been a crazy experience. You're right; they're all on the same island, and I mean, it is all being filmed. You spend so much time with your co-workers when filming a reality yeah. show. I mean, do you form a relationship that feels more like family? Um, yeah, definitely. With a lot of a lot of the guys from the show, like I'm still really close friends with a lot of them. Some not so much. You know, everyone obviously has a lot going on. Um, but I feel like, you know, you know, Megan and I end up, you know, forming a relationship by the end of it. You know, we felt we spent about a year together and, and that was very real. And I think it all did start from the show, but, and everyone's like, you know, it's pretty quick to fall in love in that sense. But you know, you spend, when you first start dating, you may see someone once or twice a week or, you know, for an hour here and there. Mm. Whereas then in paradise, you know, we spent all day together every day for a month. So the feelings and the emotions and the time you spend is so much more magnified than the mm, real world. Mm. Um, you know, and then also all we do is talk about love and talk about feelings and talk about emotions <laughs> like day in, day out. So if, if that's all you're talking about, then obviously you're going to feel a lot more than yeah. you would yep. you know, in a normal scenario. Yeah, absolutely. And then, I mean, you, you've got people that are honestly going through those feelings, and then I guess there's a few others thrown in the mix that are there for another reason. They just want the the airtime. And I guess are they yeah. playing it up for the cameras? Is it like that show Unreal where the contestants uh, are constantly kind of playing it up? Um, I, I guess it can be in some sense. Like, you know, obviously, for everyone that was involved, it was wasn't their first time being involved in a reality show mm. so you sort of you, you learn a bit more and you know maybe a few of the things that might get a bit of the attention but you know because they did bring a few american guys in i don't know yep. if you remember seeing that yeah um, and one of the guys he came in to play a specific role yep. like he, as soon as he walked in he was on a mission to stir up the pot and that and you know and that's what he did and he he did it well and then i think in him doing that a few of the obviously the australian sort of 
caught wind of it. They're like, well, hang on. Mm. Like, let's, let's have a bit of fun here and sort of did it as well. But yeah, you know, drama, just, drama just, which might, I feel like would be the same for you when you did Big Brother. Like drama, honestly, came from nowhere. Like yeah. you'd sort of be sitting around the pool. Yeah. Everything would be fine. And then all of a sudden, bang, like someone said something to someone that's gotten back to them. And, yeah, and lit then the fuse. Yeah, there's a lot of tension. And that, and, yeah, and they, and they, obviously that's when the cameras and the producers are, mm. all of a sudden you see them come out of nowhere. They're all around you. They're, you know, they're trying to get the right content, I guess, the right words and film the mm. right things mm. just because the drama's just sort of happened. Yeah. So what do you think about producers attempting to create characters or personas for you or others that may not be reflective of their true self? Yeah, like I, well, the, for me personally, like I've always made sure I became friends with the producers, or at least the majority of them. Ah, oh, good, good um, idea. Yeah, but like at the end of the day, a lot of them, they're there working every day. They're there every day as well. So it's good to have. Like I can still consider some of them friends. I still speak to some of them now. Wow. Um, did, I mean, did you way. trust them? Did you, uh, or is it it's sort of like a safety? You keep your enemies close. <laughs> yeah, I guess a little bit of both. But I think you have to be pretty naive to. Like, they're there to do a job. They're getting paid to do something. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like I'm a pretty good judge of character and, and I could sort of see through some of that. Yeah. Um, not saying I did all the time, but I feel like I did a lot of it. Uh, but I think it's not the producers. I feel like the best way to describe what they do is they they shape the scenario. They shape the situation. They don't, they don't force you to say anything or force you to do anything, but say something, I guess, for example, if you know something might be happening, around a certain storyline or a bit of drama and the producer will come up and say, look, like Jake, why don't you, you know, how are you feeling about this? Like, do you feel like this is affecting you or do you want to get involved in the conversation? And, you know, a lot of people sort of go buy it into it. Like, oh yeah, look, I'll jump in and get involved. Um, but at the end of the day, it's completely up to you. Like if you mm-hmm. don't want to say something or do something, you just don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I do, I have to say, like, I hate when people, I'm surely, you know, editing and producing does have a lot to do with the show, obviously, in creating the storylines and, and how it's edited and how certain things are shown. But they can't show something that you don't say. Mm. Um, so when people sort of come out going, it's the editing, you know, it's 100% all editing and I didn't do that. But you still said it, do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I think it's, it's you got to take part of the blame, part of the blame, definitely. Yeah, totally. That, yeah, a lot of people have said that. It seems like there's... Two sides of, of that argument that some people do say, yep, if you said it, it's on tape, we've, we've got it, we can use it. And then I guess the other side is people saying, yeah, you used it, but you, you cut it out of context or you added emotional music to it that wasn't playing when I said oh, it. Yeah, the, the music makes a big difference. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. So how, how did your on-screen persona affect you in the real world? Um. I definitely at the start of Paradise when it came down, I did cop a lot of grief about um, just handling the, I guess, the love triangle situation. Mm. Um, but, you know, that was very momentary. You know, as, as the storyline went on, the show went on, and, you know, because I was falling in love, and they really did show that, you know, people obviously, people's support changed and their view changed. I mean, you know, you're not going to please everyone. Mm. Everyone's, not everyone's going to like you. Um, but I think the biggest thing is, I think I still have a bit of stigma from that. Like, when I do see people, you know, out and about, which I'm sure you still get as well, with like people that come out, they come up and be friendly and they have a conversation. They're like, oh, look, I can't believe you did that. Or I think it's, yeah, but I think everyone sort of forgets it's, as the show's on, everyone's so involved in it. And then once it's all over, you know, everyone sort of tends to forget what happens at the start of the season, I guess. 
Yeah, definitely. I, I I hear you when when people on the street saw something that you did on a show. I mean, it was five years ago now. I did Big Brother, yeah. and a few years for you. I guess for them, it's still their lasting memory of of you. Uh, what what they think is a human, but it's I mean, it really really is a character or or a time and place in your life that that you've you've grown and changed since the show. I mean. Um, yeah, it, it's hard, I guess, for people to separate that, and and that's why you, you you can get a stigma, and I guess that's the risk of reality TV, isn't it? That if you you can't kind of come out looking good, it, it sort of sticks with you like a bad smell for a bit. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true, and like I I do get a lot, you know, because I I feel it still blows me away because you know my season was of last one was at the start of this year, but yeah, you know, people still come up and, and have photos and come up and talk to me, which. Honestly, like, it, it still blows me away. Like, at the end of the day, I'm just a normal person. And mm. I, like, I, I do love that. And I, I always try and spend time and say hello and say, you know, thank you for coming and talking to me. Um, and there's been a lot of times where I've had people sort of, like, I've even had just, you know, been out and about. I've had a drink with a group of people that wanted to have a chat. Like, and a lot of people, I think a lot of times I've had to, like, you're really not a, you're not a douchebag. I thought you'd be a douchebag. From the show, and I'm like, well, thank you. But <laughs> I don't, I like to think that I'm not. But, um I think that's probably the biggest thing I get, you know, which is, I guess it's a nice thing as well. Like, it's good to hear people go, well, I thought you were one way, mm. but you're actually, you're actually a nice guy. I'm like, I feel like that has a lot more meaning than, you know, a lot of social media comments and stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. I, I thrive on those real connections where someone's watching you on the show, but you, you're right, you might sit down and have a drink with them. And, I mean, they, they just want to kind of meet the person that they connected with on TV and when they're surprised yeah. and, and they go, wow, you are a real-life person that's, that's yeah. quite nice and, and it's refreshing. And I guess that grounds me a bit and keeps me more sort of, I don't know, I've seen other people that aren't happy with how they were portrayed or they might cop criticism on the street and they kind yeah. of give it back in a way and it's, uh, yeah, I... I guess it turns to bitterness. I've seen people unhappy and, and I think you're doing the right thing, yeah, trying to sort of meet people and be real with them in, in the real world. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I think I've seen the same. Like, even some of the people from my show, you know, they, they don't um, – I think sometimes it goes to their head a little bit. And, yep. you know, look, I'd, I'd be lying if I said it hasn't gone to my head a little bit sometimes. When you do get that attention, but, you know, it's keeping you – Obviously, your close friends that keep you grounded, but so too, just being friendly with people. Like people come, like I've met some, like younger girl, like people that I've, you know, even girls who are still in school, and you know, like they're nervous to come up and talk to me, and I'm, <laughs> like, I'm very flattered by that. I really am, yeah. but you know, but I, it's, it's, it's sort of having that conversation with them, and it, it, it's, yeah, it's a good feeling in that sense, if mm. I put it that way. Mm. Well, I mean, we chatted to Luke Huggett. He was one of the editors in the business. Um, he shared some of the post-production techniques that they use to tell the stories of reality TV. Um, okay. Like, what do you think about the manipulation of footage to create a storyline? Did you have any ridiculous storylines created for you that were kind of far off the truth? And, I mean, did you put a stop to them or were you uncomfortable with any storylines? Or have you seen it happen to somebody else where it's like there's, there's obviously not really what happened or played out. There's been sort of intervention into that by the producers. Um, yeah, there's, I think there's, a, there's part of my storyline anyway. There's a few, uh, obviously because I know I sort of noticed watching it, but the, the viewers wouldn't, where either myself or Megan uh, said something in, in an interview maybe in the first two weeks, but then yep. it was used in wow. the later parts of the show. You wouldn't pick up on that 
as a viewer, but as me being there, um, we knew. Like there was a time yep. I watched it with Megan. We watched the whole thing together, and, and she's like, "Fire!" Like I said that in week one. Like, oh. I, yeah, and this was coming out in the final episode and stuff like that. So, yeah, they, it wasn't it wasn't a lot, and it wasn't um, like damaging or anything like that. But it was it was interesting to see that they used it that way. Oh, absolutely. I guess, I mean, that they, they can do that. We sign a contract that says they can um, edit things out of context. But as the audience, it really does affect their perception of, of the story because you're right, you're saying something that had nothing to do with the content that's being shown, but they've yeah. slotted it in and, and now you're involved in a completely different way. That, that's yeah. not really what happened. So, wow, that, that would have been a funny moment uh, sitting down with Megan and seeing that happen. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. It really was. But, um, you know, I, at the end of the day, like you said, we, you, know, you do know what you're supposed to sign up for. And um, at the end of the day, they've got to, they're there to make the entertainment. Um, mm. But mm. I, I don't feel like they, they would go out of their way to really damage, um, to damage you as a person. Like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, yeah. they put some... They put some shocking stuff up that you know, might have happened, but I feel like I don't feel like their intention is to really hurt you. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But, I agree. I mean, entertainment is what they're there for, and it's not. I guess, yeah, like the, the times where people claim that the character defamation or something, I, I don't think that's ever the intent of producers because, no. I mean, watching TV, it feels awkward. It feels it's not a good feeling when you're watching someone. I don't know, just self-imploding on TV. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it is a positive message. I mean, some of the producers we've spoke to, that's they said that. Maz Farrelly said that. She's like, if you have a choice, always make them look good. I, like, I don't feel like people... Maybe it's a bit different now. I feel like the, the shows are a lot more surrounded around the drama than, yeah. I guess, the love stories. But, you know, drama sells at the end of the day, yep. doesn't it? Yeah, you're right. Um, well, you mentioned uh, you get a lot of people coming up to you on the street still. I mean, you're a public figure now. What What is that like, actually, day-to-day for you? <laughs> it's, um, look, it's it's really, like, it's, it's it's a great feeling, I guess, sometimes. Like, it's when people come up and, and they're friendly, they want to say hello. Like, I'm, like I said, like, I, it still flatters me to this day. And, you know, I have been very fortunate that, you know, from doing both the shows that it's, it's given me an opportunity to do some things that I've, I really love doing. You know, like I'm the national ambassador for the National Breast Cancer Foundation. You know, I've just spent yep. the last two, or last month, um, you know, I was in Sydney where I was one of the guest speakers in front of about 600 people. And, wow. You know, I, I did that in Perth, you know, two weeks ago with about the same amount of people. And, you know, this is stuff that I never would have been able to do. Yeah. Uh, if I, you know, if I wasn't part of the show and I wasn't fortunate to, I guess, do so well in that sense. Yeah, I, I, look, I still feel like I'm, I'm the same smart-ass that I've always been. I think I'm just a little bit more aware of, you know, maybe when I'm, I'm out and about, I'm a little bit more aware of my surroundings. That's really probably the only difference. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there's a lot of attention still about the relationships in your life, and um, I guess after Bachelor in Paradise, you're in Megan's relationship. Uh, is that hard to navigate? I mean, uh, at least you both are going through the same experience, I guess, but... The story continues, doesn't it? And and what the press then plays out may not be reality of what happened, and 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 it hurts even more, I guess, because you, you've got your private life; it's not part of a TV show anymore. But there's still interest on it. How have you navigated that? Yeah, look, it, it really was difficult. You know, when Megan and I, um, you know, we took some time apart, and it still sort of are. You know, it, it was really hard to a breakup sucks 
in general, like, you know, and, but having to do it so publicly um, and, you know, really, to, we, you know, we had to sort of do a, a social media post to, to mm. let everyone know what was going on. And, How do you, you know, do I, that? I mean, I've I've not had to break up with anyone publicly. Yeah, I've but, I've but, I mean, it, it's a thing now, isn't it? Like, uh, uh, celebrities, no matter what level you are, whether it's Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, you, you've got to put out a statement that's not, ragging on the other one that's not yeah. divulging too much information about what happened but kind of, I don't know, you, you owe it to the fans in a way who have been part of the journey. But Yeah, I think, I think that's the sense, yeah. It it's kind of does sometimes seem overproduced, the the, the breakup post. But I, yeah, it's, it is it's, tough, yeah, isn't I it? Definitely do. Yeah, I see what I mean. Like it's, well, Megan and I, I think we, we respect each other a lot and, yeah, it, it was, you know, there's still a lot of love there, but we we you know we did our post and and then we both agreed that we would we refused all interviews and we didn't want anyone else. Wow. We didn't want to go into it anywhere else. And I'm glad that we did that. Yeah, because we did. We said no to every interview. Um, we after our post, we didn't talk about it with anyone again. Okay. Um, well, I've yep. seen I've seen some of the other relationships that broke up and then it just ended up being a mudslinging match. Like they just yeah. drag each other through the media and yep. it was a he said she said and and look that's. That's not who I am, and I, I'm glad that's not who Megan is either. But I, either, but I couldn't think of anything worse in going through a breakup normally and then having to go through it so publicly and, and mm. hearing what your ex said, not from person, from from an article. Like it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah, and I guess it becomes then um, a commodity that the information about the relationship and, and some people are, are there to, to stay in the limelight and they, they will do the yeah. interview, they will throw some mud at the other because they know it will get printed, it will keep them in the headlines. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I think you've made a, a wise choice there. Uh, let's talk about the success of dating reality shows in creating love. Or, I mean, there's no one still together that I'm aware of from Bachelor in Paradise. There's been a lot of breakups from the Bachelor franchise. I mean, Love Island. Within a few weeks, I think they'd announced that they were they'd broken up. Is mm. is it a good platform to find love? Are we being sold a lie? Is there anything about fairy tale love in reality TV land? I don't. I don't know. I, I think there. I I I genuinely think there is because I I experienced it and it, it was yep. it was it was a it was so very real for me and it was one of the the greatest loves I've had like for me personally, but. Um, I think it's just, I think once the show's finished, if you do find love, I think the the outside and the public pressure does play a, a, such a big role in a relationship. Like, it, it's hard not to, you know, everyone knows your business. Everyone wants to know your business. You know, every day you're waking up to some sort of article written about you or yep. someone said this. It, I think it just, it does take a toll. I think for relationships to work from, you know, these kind of shows, I think you really just need to, at least for the first part of it, it's just, Trying to shut off, you know that yep. public part. That public part of it. Somehow, I don't know how you can do it, but yep. you really need to take it with a grain of salt and really focus on, you know, what you have together. Yeah, I agree in a way. It it is a big pressure on relationships after reality TV, but I. I don't know. I have this theory that yes, you, you're right. It is it is great love when I, I've I've been in the same house as people who have fallen in love with this passionate love that it just always seems to fizzle out. Maybe when the next season begins, or I, like, is it 
when the the limelight goes off them and and the relationship then has to face reality in the real world the messiness of just real life like i mean when you meet someone in the real world it's the awkwardness of you're seeing them for the first date it might be a few weeks are they going to call me again are they going to not i mean you move in with them it's the mess of oh you've got wet towels on the on the bed none of that is part of the bachelor creating love like it's kind of like a sped up on steroids relationship and then when it is pushed them back out in the real world maybe it fails because it doesn't have the the it almost is convenient to be set up on reality tv where other people are uh, getting the dates sorted and, and it is really intensified into the few weeks of filming I don't yeah. know. I, I I agree. It is real, and it, and it's and it's passionate and, and intense relationships that are created. But perhaps they don't survive in the real world because they aren't suited for the real world. They weren't created in the real world. I don't, yeah, it's yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think it's a bit. Of, I think that is true. It definitely that holds weight. I think. If, I think it just comes down to the type of people that you are, and, and the. Yeah, it's 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 difficult. I wish I could. I wish there was some magic wand, or I had some. <laughs> bit of advice that I could just go, this is how it would work. But yeah. I think it's just I think it's different for each. It has worked I for some so. people though, I guess. Like you said, Georgia Love's still in love. Uh the first series of The Bachelor, Tim and Anna, they're they're yeah. married now. Like it, it can work. The fairy tale does exist and I guess relationships are hard whether they're on reality TV or the real world. Like it, yeah, it's it's the why we're fascinated by it, I guess, because it is a yeah, hard exactly. a hard dance to dance. To just spend no, I think your life everyone, with everyone wants to, you know, everyone wants to experience or you know witness true love, and if it, mm. you know, if it does happen, then, you know, everyone wants a love story, and if it does happen, then you know, the public love it. But if it doesn't happen, then you're scrutinised. It's it's a uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough thing to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about social media. We we chatted to Mike Goldman, who was a host on Big Brother. Uh, he, he talked about how much reality TV has evolved and it's become quite the business for contestants post-show, thanks to Instagram. I mean, yeah. five years ago when I did Big Brother, it was just sort of starting out social media and, and navigating that, oh, wow, I, I could make money from a post. That didn't happen until about a year after I did this show. But these yeah. days, I mean, everyone knows going into it, um, it's it's huge. You can make money off social media. How yeah. has that affected? I mean, your your personal brand. It is weird to call your life a brand, but through social media, it is when when it could yeah. be bought by people selling products. How have you worked that out and um, kept a sense of reality like, in your own life? Yeah, yeah, I think it's just it comes down to the person you are. Like I never went into paradise or went into Bachelorette, you know, wanting to have that. Like that's not something that was on my yeah, agenda. Um, you know, you can go both ways. You know, you could be a part of the show, you know, and not necessarily, you know, go too far in the show or or have a major storyline. And you know, you're obviously not going to be able to do that kind of thing because you're not going to have that, I guess, following in some sense. Um, but I think it's just yeah, like he, it's a lot bigger now, and especially after Do Paradise, I realised that you know a lot of different brands come up and they. They just, you know, they, they offer you money for, for their product. I think you just got to be selective in in who you are as a person. Like, you know, I've done some, I've done some IPL posts and and stuff like that. But it's a lot of the posts I've done have, have been things that I feel like that I'd use day to day or that I'd be a yep. part of. And um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to look like a complete sellout. Um, mm. But it's, at the end of the day, it's, it's an opportunity to 
it's, you know, people are like, oh, I can't believe you're putting up another ad on Instagram. Like, Instagram is a marketing platform, yeah. which is what it is now. Yep. Um, you know, everyone follows the Kardashians and, and you know, all these people, and they're selling stuff every day. But it's, it's what Instagram is has turned into. Mm-hmm. So I think it comes down to the type of person you are personally and, and what you want to you do with it. Like, you know, a lot of people, I know a lot of people sort of unfollow a lot of people because they put too much ads up. And yep. It's a hard thing to navigate through. Like, it is still relatively new, like you said. Like, it's, it's only been a few years mm. and it's, it's only continually growing. Um, but, like, you can use it to use, like, you, I've used it for Megan and I. We went to Thailand and, and we used our social media to, you know, all our hotels and stuff were yep. covered through our social media, which was yep. amazing. Like, we had And a, who we had wouldn't a, do that? I mean, it, it's a hard thing when people are criticizing you for it it's like if you got a free holiday would you say no and i mean yeah exactly in my own life sometimes i have gone you know what i actually don't want to have to take photos on this trip or you get to the point where free stuff does come with a cost it's not free i've got to look good by the pool if i've got to promote the bloody hotel yeah, exactly. It's a lot of pressure, I guess, that you got to work out that that balance. But it, 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 you're very right. It's just like I think you know, in that trip that Megan and I took the time, like it was, it was beautiful that we were able to do that, and her and I could spend more time together, and I have to worry yeah. about the hotel. But you're right. Like, then at the same time, each time you go to the hotel, like we were like, okay, what are we going to do? What photos are we going to take? You know, mm. let's get this done. And so, it's, yeah, like it's, it's definitely an opportunity to experience parts of the world and. And work with brands that you never, you know, I've built a lot of relationships with yep. brands, um, you know, where I did a post them when I first did the Bachelorette, and I still work with them now, whether directly or indirectly, whether it's with clothing or, you know, whatever it may be. And I, I love that I was able to, to sort of have that opportunity. Yeah, build up. And like you said, you've used your platform not only for commercial gain, but awareness for causes that you're passionate about, like breast cancer. It's, it's I guess that's the realisation is that you have influence, you could use it for your own self-gain or you could use that platform to help others and, and speak about things that you are passionate about that, that yeah, comes exactly. with no commercial gain. Yeah, exactly. So I think, it's, you know, that's something I'm very, you know, I'm honoured to be able to do that and that's, you know, like that is for no financial gain for myself. It's only for me just to be able to, to help because that's what I want to do. But yeah, um, but right. yeah, and then, but then it's also it's exciting. Like, like it's just as exciting working with other brands. And you know, like I went to Splendor in the Grass with Super Dry Clothing. You know, yep. like they they took took Megan and I there for the party with them. But we we're also working like stuff like that doesn't happen. Yeah, um, if you didn't, if I guess if we didn't have that platform. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, you got to enjoy it while it's there because I guess a lot of people have that 15 minutes and then it disappears and you do have to go back to, to life after reality TV. But it seems in chatting to you that you, you really do have your head wrapped around the business and, and I mean, you understand that you've, there are some mistakes that you might have made and you might do it differently, but it, it sounds like, I don't know, there's a truthfulness about what you're saying that you understand yourself and, and, and what reality TV, the opportunity, can be for someone's life. Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, what is next for Jake Ellis? Would you ever do reality TV again? I mean, would you go uh, back to that island yeah. in Batroom Paradise if they asked you? Oh. Well, they did ask me. Oh, wow. Uh, there you go. So season two, they've just started filming. But yep. um, I've, uh, I won't be on this season, no. So I think it's just, um, yeah, just focus on, you know, still trying to make the opportunities that I do have coming in obviously on the back of the show to, you know, to really latch onto them and, and make them worthwhile. But at the same time, it's, it's sort of just to get back to a bit of normality as well. Like, you know, it's still, yeah. um, 
you know, it's been an exciting year, definitely an up and down year, but I think it's time to sort of, you know, level out a little bit, at least, at least for a little while. So I never, I'll never say never. Um, yeah. But for, for now, it's definitely a little bit of hiatus. I mean, I, I hear you on that. It, it got to the point where I went, gosh, I've had a fun ride. Like, you're right, ups and downs, and then you just want that sort of baseline balance to come back to. That That is normal life. You just want your friends that, that you knew before 100,000 strangers knew who you were. Like, it, it, you just <laughs> yeah, want exactly. to go home to mums and sit on the couch <laughs> or whatever. Like, it's... Yeah, it, it is a lot a lot of fun, but at the end of the day, you're getting pulled a lot of different ways and you, you want to come back to yourself in the end. Yeah, exactly. Most definitely. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been such a great chat with you, Jake. Thanks so much for being so open and honest and um, sharing your insight behind the scenes of reality TV. No, I appreciate it, man. It's been great to talk to you as well. Yeah, well, good luck with everything that you do. Yeah, you too, mate. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll see each other in Sydney or the Goldie for a beer sometime. Yeah, sounds good, mate. We'd love a beer with you. <laughs> Catch up soon. Yeah. Down to it, mate. Ciao. See ya. Okay, guys, we've reached the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Acast, and all the places you normally listen to your podcasts. See you soon.